Hey, Peach. What's going on, man? Not much, bro. Hey, we're here at the Plumstead Grill, and I've got a phenomenal guest ho- uh, guest with us today. Can you guess who it is? Um, I could because she's sitting right next to us. Is that <laughs> part of our Women's History Month Women in the Military special? It absolutely is, my ugly brother. This is Chief Warrant Officer 1, Elizabeth Sibitario, uh, from the AKA CB. From the New Jersey National Guard. Hi, guys. Hey, CB. How you doing today? I'm all right. You doing well? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for uh, inviting me on. Well, thanks for uh, being on the show. We greatly appreciate it. So uh, what we're doing right now, CB, is uh, we're honoring the women in the military. Cool, cool. um, And we're also finding out little bits and pieces of not their private life, but what they like to do, you know, as a stress relief or something um, that really makes them feel good outside of the uniform. Yes, because we all need that. Absolutely. <laughs> we need that stress relief. So uh, we have questions that we like to ask. Um, some are the, how, how we consi- uh, considered them as uh, canned answers or questions. Canned questions, but you never get a canned answer. Oh, Everybody's oh, got their own I answer. heard canned dancer. I was a little <laughs> bit confused there. Canned answers. Here. So just uh, give us a little uh, little back brief, uh, CB, if you would. How long have you been doing the uh, military scenario? Okay, uh, this April. Actually, I uh, will have been in the New Jersey National Guard and a little bit in the middle, California National Guard, but in the military in general, uh, 17 years. 17 years. Yep. That, yep, yep. that is definitely a trek. And uh, so you're a 17 years and you're a, a, a young woman. And how do you how do you go through life? How did you go through life and then uh, decide? You know what? I'm gonna give my I, I, I'm gonna uh, give myself to my country. Okay. So, what really inspired you to join the national just the National Guard sure. in general? Um, okay, so um, initially, actually, I was at Rutgers first year of college, and I had an aerospace engineering. A scholarship given to me by the Air Force ROTC. Um, I'd signed up. I thought that was going to be my path. I was supposed to graduate as an officer and all was well um, until I hit the first day of engineering class and <laughs> pretty much pooped my pants and changed my major to, you know, psychology. Oh, there you go. Right? Well, at least it wasn't yeah. underwater okay. basket weaving 101. Mm-hmm. But L- what, less numbers, right? Yeah. Okay. But but what but got me uh, to, to do that in the first place when I was still back in high school, uh, I was definitely one of those people that never really knew what they wanted to do. Um, I knew what I, what I thought I could do. You know, I knew I had options. Um, I definitely was looking at a lot of different options. I just could not pin down what it was that I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And I have stayed that indecisive ever since. So I went into college hoping like, you know, I would, uh, something would shoot down from the sky and tell me what I was supposed to do. And that never happened for me. I start. <laughs> no, but you blazed quite a trail. Well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I definitely did not see where I was going when I started. It was hard for me to decide. So I, I just went with what felt right. Um, the military, the, the things about the military that drew me in were the rules, the regulations, the discipline, you know, all of those things that I grew up with. My family is from Romania. 
uh, had a pretty strict upbringing, a lot of hard work involved, physical hard work involved in my, my growing up. Um, and um, those values of the hard working of the, the things that we did um, as a family to try to make money and entrepreneurship, you know, all of those things that came into play with how I was raised really directed me towards the military because it had similar values to what I was used to. Strong so, structure. Strong right. structure. So okay. outside of knowing that this was for me because I didn't know at the time, that was the closest I could get to a comfort zone of transitioning from home life with the parents to out on my own in college hoping to do something right. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, this seems similar, so I'm going to go in that direction. So I mean, dropped the Air Force ROTC scholarship. Right. Jumped over to the Army ROTC. You think they got a little jealous? They they didn't give a rat's ass on <laughs> They were like, if you don't want to do aerospace engineering, we're not giving you your scholarship. I said, okay, hello, goodbye. I'm crossing the street, joining the army because they are, you know, willing to consider what I would like to do um, uh, as a major and will still back me up. So joined the army ROTC. So meanwhile, going to the army ROTC classes and decided. Um, I wanted to join the National Guard as well. Okay. It was a decision that changed the direction of my life completely. So is there a thing where, all right, so you cannot, you can or cannot be um, an enlisted National Guard soldier and as well be a... um, uh, ROTC. Correct. There is. Okay. There is. There are certain stipulations. You have to have completed a certain number of time right. or hours within the ROTC before you get to sign the paper that says, okay, now you're in, you're non-deployable, et cetera, et cetera. For me, that hadn't happened. I joined the Guard at the same time. I was planning on doing my weekend drills and going to college with ROTC, graduating as an Army, Army officer. What ended up happening was that National Guard unit uh, got deployed. To, they had a warno to go to uh, Iraq. This was 2005, 2006, so OIF-3. Okay. Um, and so I left college, did my military duty, got ready to deploy, deployed. Upon the end of that deployment, I did not go back to college. I went over to California. I needed something fresh, something new, some okay. relaxed time, some figure of myself out time. And, you know, and that's that's how it went. Came t- back to Jersey. Totally understand. Got to come back to Jersey. Totally understanding the uh, the uh, the going the need to go out to California. (laughs) Yeah, I did that too for about seven and a half years. And let me tell you something, California, and especially where you were at, you were in the uh, what Lancaster area. Uh, I was um, Why don't I want to say Freehold? Not Freehold. for, not Fremont. That's way up north near Frisco. I was in Anaheim. I was in La Habra. And okay. then I was in... Lancaster? No. 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 no I did is... I can't... Again. Uh, inconsequential. Yeah. Yeah. What was your time in California like, though? What was it, that, uh... it was good. It was eye-opening. I was four years there on my own with no parental supervision or, you know, any backing of any sort. It was a, a great time for me to put myself on my feet by myself you know, really realize like what it takes to take care of yourself, to pay for your own things, to, you know, um, everything. So it was, it was a struggle at first for sure. Um, but I came out on the other side, uh, with a federal technician job there as an electronics mechanic. Uh, you know, I was in the guard there as well. Right. Um, you know, living near the beach with a pool right outside and very cool studio, you know, living the life. So it started hard and ended up successful. 
that that almost sounds like the college life you didn't get to have. I, I agree. Four years, you I learn agree. a lot. And yeah. You, well, you the, the deployment also taught me a lot. Starting very in the beginning with basic training is, is absolutely a growth period. You gain confidence. You learn about yourself. You know, you really realize what you're capable of having just completed basic training. Then throw a deployment on top of that. True. You're now coming out the other side four years more mature. Exactly. Throw a independent live on your own across the country <laughs> right? experience of four you, years. Yeah. You mature even more rapidly. So. You really go through like the wormhole. You yeah. come on the other side <laughs> like you're something completely yeah. different. So, either, yeah, you're either going to make it or break it. Like, Especially, so. I mean, you get young kids fresh out of high school and like you said, don't know what they want to do. Don't know. Don't even know what they're good at sometimes. Right. So would you have any advice for those people? Um, fresh out of high school, or you know, for those people that are undecisive, just yeah, not really sure what's right for them. Yeah, um, I I have always in the past encouraged folks to at least try the military. You mm-hmm. know, get in, sign a, a short contract, um, because no matter what you end up doing with your career in your life, that experience alone of going through basic training, going through IT, joining a group. And live, you know, and soldiering right. for any amount of time, be it one year contract, two years, three years, and then you're out and go live your life. That period of time will grow, will 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 give you the confidence and the growth and the maturity and the experiences that you know you'll take with you to your new career, whatever it is. It, you know, and and when you're going out there for interviews, folks will look at you a little bit differently. They'll right. give you that. Exactly. Yeah, they'll they'll know that you've you've roughed it and toughed it and come mm-hmm. out the other side, number right. one, that you're smart and intelligent enough to have completed this schooling and training because the military does give you excellent training. Exactly. Um, they'll know that you have the discipline, that you can respect regulations. You know, that that, that type of employee is very sought after. So no matter what you end up deciding later, if you cannot decide, give this to yourself. Give this experience, even if it's short-term experience, of joining uh, the military because it's only going to benefit you in the future anyway. It, it, regardless of what road, regardless what path of, you choose. Well, yeah, you can go on to be, you know, a psychologist, a doctor, a lawyer, no matter yep. what, the experience you've gone through in the military will only benefit you. Exactly. So aside from basic training, mm-hmm. what do you think is your biggest accomplishment in the uh, National Guard or in the oh, Army? Gosh. Uh, well, recently, I suppose, uh, within the last two years, I was an NCO, the E5 uh, for many uh, years, and I started as an enlisted soldier as an E2. And um, about two years ago, I I've always had my eye on the officer side of the house, right? Especially with I the, started in college, the ROTC factor. But, you know, I, I, having been an NCO in for so long, I, I got to see what life was like for mm-hmm. um, officers, what life was like for enlisted, and then there was the warrant officer, okay. and they were a strange and whole new other animal right Mm -hmm. so having not gone to ocs having not finished rotc i still wanted the ability to get up there in rank to have the opportunity to lead at that level um and the warrant officer position and the warrant officer side of the house really attracted me because it's a technical one right um in aviation warrant officers are primarily pilots correct so this this actually without being Away from your your uh, your troops and, mm-hmm. and command, this being a warrant officer actually kind of keeps you smack dab in the middle of the mix. Yes, 
and yes. and it keeps you flowing with with your your troops and the command. Absolutely, it, it was the best choice for me specifically. My MOS as a one fifty one alpha. Uh, because it's a technical MOS within aviation. So okay. I still get to hang out with the troops, lead the troops, teach them, train, right. you know, experience their what, what they've learned in school and learn it for myself. A lot of times it's not me training them, it's them tra- training me on the new stuff. Okay. Um, and at the same time, I attend the meetings. I know what's going on at that higher level. I'm able to uh, have input on decision making and I'm getting that experience, especially working under my company commander right now. Um, Gained that experience of, of that high level leadership, so I've got best of both worlds. You do. Yeah, I, I really like do. So that I believe becoming a warrant officer um, has been thus far my greatest accomplishment in the in my military career, and I'm looking forward to many years <laughs> being a warrant officer. Exactly. And I'm looking forward to my my CW two soon. So all all is well. And with, and I totally understand totally understand that. And with you know, being a, a retired senior staff NCO, mm-hmm. I do have a lot of respect for that warrant officer that has that knowledge and knowing and, and not just the knowledge, but the drive and the work ethic and and going out there and, and educating their troops or being able to come back and explain to the command saying, hey, look, you know, we've been field testing A, B, C, and D, whatever. It's Right. You get that field experience. You, you go out there and see what's really happening. Exactly. You know, and you're not sitting in a, an office, not really seeing the reality. You're able to go out there and, and, and really put your hands on and see and feel from the troops what is happening. And, and that's a great way to identify uh, training um, that, you know, maybe isn't as up to par as right. it should be, you know, uh, improvements that can be made to make things more streamlined, uh, efficiency levels, you know, just, just seeing that and being a part of that, you're absolutely right. You can take that back to the office and you can take that back to that senior leadership exactly. and, and really have some really good input that maybe they hadn't considered yet. Right on. What would you say is your biggest accomplishment outside of the military? Uh, my girl. <laughs> of course. Being a parent absolutely has to probably be the best accomplishment any parent can have. You know, raising your children right. Raising them um, what you believe is is the best and right, right. way. And I have uh, Evelyn, who's 11 years old, and Lorelai, who's 7. And they're both great kids. And I really, honestly, I, have, like, I can't even complain about them. And in this day and age, what I see out there, I got to say, they are absolutely wonderful kids. Very well, smart, very, very talented. I am. <laughs> totally have I, to agree I, with you. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I will take a little bit of that uh, credit, but the majority of it has to be them. They're, they're super amazing. So, so, all right. We're, we're going to get a little bit more in depth sure, here sure. In, uh, in, as, we, as we progress through this uh, podcast here and stuff. But if you had to stop, all right, and with hindsight always being 2020, mm-hmm. okay, we all know that. Yeah. All right, so you come to this fork in a row. Now, you've actually got two forks in a row. I got like six forks. Okay, you got six <laughs> forks. So you're feeding a, a huge family here. But anyway, <laughs> would you do it all over again? Yes or no? Would I do it exactly the same way? I'm just saying, would you do it all over again? Would you Would you put your Would you sign your name on the dotted line? Oh, oh, that part? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, the, the military has been the best thing I have ever done. Oh, absolutely. 100%. You know, no matter what direction in the military I would have taken, you know, like maybe tweaking the plan a little bit had I had the opportunity to go back. And even with that, I don't think I will because where I'm here, where I am here, 
I think is perfect. Would you have planned it out any differently? Or do you think what you've done, you would have planned that, knowing what you know now? I mean, uh, you, you said it's the best thing that's ever happened to you. Is, is there anything you could have done to maybe make it right. so you, quote you, unquote you, better? Yeah, you think back. You, you go, well, well, maybe I should have stayed in uh, the Air Force or TC because the Air Force has it really well, really good, you know, and I wouldn't <laughs> have to be in the field right now at um, 50 degrees and sleeping out in a tent on a cot. And, um, but, but had I not gone the direction I would have gone, I would have never joined aviation because I was with the 42nd before. I would have never joined aviation, have not met my husband, have not had my kids. So all of that butterfly effect stuff starts going through your mind and you're like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not messing. If I had the opportunity, I would not mess with anything because God forbid, uh, things didn't pan out the same way they ended up now, you know, and I wouldn't have met my husband. I wouldn't have had my kids and I wouldn't have these great friends at work and I wouldn't be a supervisor at work and I wouldn't be a warrant officer, you know. Anything could have happened if exactly. I had completed that ROTC. Exactly. So you, you could have been a commissioned officer yeah. somewhere. Who you knows? Could have been a, a completely you could have been different a, life. A field grade officer somewhere, yeah. sitting in, a, in an MP unit, sure. or sure. you know, maybe even something. It's like, oh, I, I didn't get aviation. I got yeah. you know, uh, combat engineer. I got right. this. I got that. And at whatever this the case point might in be. my life, I am so content with my life and just so happy with my life and where I am. I. No, I wouldn't change anything. Exactly. Well, that's why we call it a canned question, yeah. but not a canned answer, yeah. because not everybody has the same answer. Yeah, absolutely. So that, there are some people that, you know, would, hell would yeah, I would do yeah. it all over. Yeah. I would do it differently. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I'd say you're one of the lucky few that wouldn't change a thing. I absolutely do consider myself lucky. I, I think about that every day. So every so every soldier, every every everybody in the military has comes from a life that they had hobbies, they had um, some type of a, um, a regiment of their own, they have um, routines. Sure. Um, so outside of the uniform, mm-hmm. what, what is something that keeps you going, something that you know gives you joy and happiness and makes you feel that... Um, that so, gives you that that pleasure of making somebody else happy. Okay. Um, yeah. Only only a million things, but um, the the most the ones I'm working on recently. So it it all really starts with art. So I've always had art in my life ever since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And art can take on many 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 different forms, which is why I say a million because although it is one thing, art um, that is my hobby, my love, my passion, the thing that I do to relax. Over the years, it has taken many various forms and faces, you know. Okay. Whether it be canvas painting. Exactly. Whether it be sketching on a, on a piece of paper somewhere. Exactly. Crafting, building, creating, anything. is all, It all really goes back to your artistic love. Um, my, my caking, my cake hobby, you know, starting to make cakes. Oh, I, really? Yeah. Six, about six years ago, um, I made a cake purely... Um, for the pleasure of decorating it. Okay. So <laughs> I did not care about the You have to build the foundation to all. get to the... You yeah. chop down a tree, make some paper just so you can draw on it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> all right. don't, don't care how I get there. As long as I get to the decorating portion of it, the artistic side of the house. Uh, so that's that's how I started baking. Um, but I have done canvas work recently as well. Uh-huh. Um, I used to do airbrushing. I've done... Um, Primarily black and white sketching. Okay. Um, of course, with 
children in your life, you're crafting a lot. You are because projects. You know, and you know they need the, the, the school project is due yeah. Monday, and on the, Sunday night you're uh, whipping everything together. Right. So I was talking to someone recently uh, at work, another mother who loves to bake and who loves to craft, and we were talking about that um, when kids bring school projects home. And it's it's a uh, you know it's supposed to be for them to do, but how the parents have to step in and excited. give a little help, right? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, when my kid brings home a project, I'm like, all in, all it. over it, you know. I'm I'm jumping in. And I'm like, all right, let's do this thing, you know. <laughs> we can do this, and we can do that, and we can do the other. We're gonna thing. bust that project yeah, wide open, right, like mommy should have exactly, done when she was your age. <laughs> and then you know you gotta hold yourself back to not like take over and exactly. let the child exactly. do something that you know will make them feel like it is their project with it without intervening too much but yeah we, we get excited <laughs> you tell me more about the baking the yeah absolutely kind of touched on that yeah yeah uh, right now like i said that's my current passion i'm a hobby baker um and with the with the whole hobby baking thing um i was hoping to grow it into a small home business at one point uh, very early on in the the process i realized that in new jersey uh and in new jersey alone uh, is the only state that will not allow for the Baking and selling of homemade uh, goods. So unregulated, would you say? Or the, uh, the it, there is a ban. There is a, oh. a ban on it's, home baking and selling. Yes. Yeah, so at so the lower forty-eight to and then to include and then to include Alaska and Hawaii. Right. New we, Jersey New is Jersey. the very last state to get on board and say that to approve or Some to regulate sort of, or, and, it's, and it's, it falls within a it's called a cottage food bill okay or a cottage food law or a cottage food regulation mm-hmm. there there are many things out there in many other states where you can sell jams you can okay. sell I got Cookies. some awesome banana bread in Hawaii. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. oh, and I I picked up some strawberry bread down in Florida. Yeah, jams, cookies, cakes, cupcakes. When I mean, are we the whole. Catch up? Uh, so we, um, myself, and a group of uh, five other girls uh, okay. in the baking hobby. So you have a team. You have a group. create a group. Good. Right, six, five years. Strength in numbers. Five, six years ago, we we decided we're going to do something about this. We're going to overturn this. Mm-hmm. We're going to fight the fight for everyone in New Jersey. There are thousands of bakers out there that want to be able to do this, and we're going to put our time and our blood and sweat and tears into this and we're going to do this so we had a group and then we got many many followers and we became an association once we were an association we started hitting uh trenton the legislative side of the house introducing bills getting sponsors getting uh meetings with governors lieutenant governors uh any any high level uh representative or official that would sit down and talk to us we tried to uh use the media as best as possible to spread the word. And the more we spread the more word, the, the more community and um, the more community um, excitement uh, and support. Now, somebody told me got. you went to Trenton. You had a meeting in Trenton. You had a multiple, but yeah, one mm-hmm. of your last, one of your last trips down to Trenton, you sure. brought some of your sweet treats. We, down did, there. we did. We brought it out. We laid it out tables in the hallways while they were going to their assembly meetings and their Senate meetings. And somebody told me that just about, Anybody and everybody that walked by your display oh, yeah. sampled your product. Oh, absolutely. They were all over it. They didn't care if it was made in the home kitchen, at the grocery store. They saw treats and they wanted them and they grabbed them. Well, all except like Senator Vitali, of course. Senator Vitali was the well, senator that has made it a little bit more difficult and a little more lengthy of a process to attain what we wanted to attain because he was the head of the 
uh, committee that our bill was in and he opposed us and did not agree with what we wanted to do. And in the end, you know, he walked through the hallway and did not participate and that was just fine. To each his own. To each his own. To each his own. We it, have. It sounds like in the Garden State, we would should be able to sell homemade goods. I mean, it's I, just I, I have I grow tomatoes in my backyard. I, I love making sauce. Yeah, it's the, just like, the big push for fresh uh, garden vegetables. The, besides, the whole Jersey, well, what is it? Uh, the slogan uh, Jersey Fresh, Jersey, right? Jersey Fresh, right? Besides flea markets, mm-hmm. because I know flea markets, I, you, you can just right. you sign up, you buy a spot, and you can sell. Basically, whatever you want, but mm, no. Not so, if it's something so, that comes out of your house. So or is no, that something... for, for home bakers, the only way to distribute your goods would be if number one, you were renting a commercial kitchen somewhere, okay. so paying somebody to rent hourly space in their kitchen to use their industrial kitchen. Something that's right. covered by OSHA right, and, exactly. and the health and, department. And, 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 and then you can do something or yeah. uh, you can donate. And and that was the really funny and weird part about all of that was that. Home bakers could bake and donate to schools, uh, to organizations, and then those organizations or those schools could have a charitable event and make money from the cupcakes that you've donated. Well, that's the thing is that right. you know, I, I know. have a little brother in high right. school, and whenever they have a, an event for whatever, sure. they send out the thing. Who, who's ba- please sign here and yeah. tell us what you can donate, what yes. you can bring, donate. Exactly. So, all right. So, homemade. wait a minute. Let me, the same let me ingredients, right? Talking. The same kitchen, yep. the so same you, baker. You can make every. Three dozen cupcakes right. to if donate to her school, school. Mm-hmm. If their but school they can have a bake school, a, a bake, bake sale, sale. Mm-hmm. and the and they'll sell them for fifty cents a cupcake. Right. The school will keep the profit, or what which they is make. the point, and that's fine. Which, which is the point, but, but the underlying instance, right, right, exactly, and and we're great with that. But the underlying, you know, thought process there is why can we give the same product made by the same person in the same kitchen away for free but not make a profit on it otherwise because a lot of the the comeback from the the people that didn't agree with us well what what is not safe we don't know what the kitchen's the person's kitchen is like we don't know where it came from we don't know who made it okay well, tell yes, you but, right but if it's free it's uh, for me so right if, <laughs> I, if i had to guess i think it would lead back to taxes I mean, i'll tell yeah. you something right now with this coronavirus there isn't a dirty kitchen yeah, in this, yeah, in this country it, right, right now yeah i'll tell you that. so if it's free it's for me but if you're selling it oh now it's now it's a health issue okay now we get it so speaking of taxes licenses and Sure, but speaking of taxes, this has never been an effort to sell, make make home baked goods and sell them without paying our taxes. Correct. Right. This has been always an effort to legalize, put regulations in place that are reasonable that would still allow home bakers to bake, make a profit, and contribute to the economy. So we will have regulations that state number one, there is an application fee. Number two, if you have well water, you're going to have to have that tested. Number three, you know, and you softened. have a, a, yeah, a serve safe uh, or or similar cert- safety certificate, right. you know, um, you will have a uh, your taxes. You will, you know, pay your taxes on what your income is. There is an income cap right. of $50,000 to ensure that your home business does not get to the level of commercial. Of commercial. Right. right. Very so, good. Right. So but now if it did, that would be awesome. If Wouldn't it did, it? then it you would like... shut down your home kitchen and buy yourself that little cute place down the street that exactly. you've been eyeballing for 10 years. Right. <laughs> I don't see how that's a bad thing for and anybody. It's, though. Not, and that's, it's a that's win-win. It's that, not. Yeah. And there's regulations recently. So we, um, so we've we've gone down the route for many years with with Trenton and the legislative battle. And we said enough is enough. 
the Institute of Justice uh, offered their help. We jumped on. We got a team of fantastic lawyers working on our side. We have a lawsuit and a trial in place for May, um, the putting pressure on the Department of Health this whole time. And finally, actually, some very recent and exciting news. The Department of Health has proposed uh, a regulation and has shared that proposal with us. And it's looking very good. And it's, it's looking like it includes all the things that I just mentioned before about the cap and about the, the certificates and what things would cost and what we would have to do to become legal. So, so they're finally put some guidelines together. together good, good. And we're, we're excited. And we think that by this summer, if not fall, maybe this thing could be, you know, it could have finally come to fruition. There you go. I hope coronavirus doesn't doesn't spoil that for for you guys. So it, was it sounds funny. like you've been working hard. Yeah, we have totally been working hard. And, and it's funny that you say that because uh, the news of the proposal actually came at the height of, you know, like the, the, the whole thing with the coronavirus. They're like, wow. And we were surprised as well. We were thinking, oh, great, this is going to be another setback, you know. But, you know, there are viruses everywhere and always will be. And, you know. Wash your hands, take Can't care, be careful, you clean your kitchen. Your yeah. yeah, I mean, the amount of time I take to clean a kitchen before I start <laughs> baking for anything is absolutely insane. You know how, how uh, particular I am and how anal I am <laughs> about, uh, you know, you used to work with me, so. <laughs> Let's just break it down to very detail-oriented. Yeah. detail-oriented is a nice way to put it. I think if there's one thing I'd like the person preparing my food to be, it would be meticulous. Yeah, meticulous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's and, one thing I wouldn't mind. And the <laughs> other thing is that as a matter of consumer's choice, and um, communication between the baker and the consumer. So it is, it's going to be described in there that we need to have labels on our products. The ingredients will be listed. The allergens will be listed. We would have placards and notices that say this kitchen has not been inspected by the Department of Health. This is a home-based business. You know, it's all about being open and communicating Full with disclosure. your public. right? Full, Full disclosure. Full disclosure. So that Joe or Mary down the street that want to buy your product know exactly what is what they're buying, you mm-hmm. know? I know that this product was made in your kitchen. I know that the ingredients listed on this label is what I'm eating. I know exactly. that these allergens are in place. Yep. And I know that your kitchen hasn't been inspected by the Department of Health. And I'm okay with that. And give me those cupcakes because they are the best in town. They, my, right? my kitchen yeah. wasn't inspected by right. the Department of Health. So if you're as clean or cleaner than me, then I'm fine with that. Yeah. So, you know, I, I set the bar pretty low. Yeah, but if you, if you, yeah. If now, I don't see anything crawling on it, then sure. I'm probably fine. Yeah, sure. And and, and there most are too. there are definitely uh, you know if 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 a consumer does get sick or if a consumer does have a complaint about something that they bought for you, right. there there are ways to go and and report that to the Department of Health. The Department of Health would then come and inspect the kitchen. You know they would they would have uh, an avenue to come back at the home baker and you know right. and of course the home baker would have appeal processes and all of that all of those fine details are being worked out still but it's looking like a very very reasonable proposal so and right now it's got a positive flow definitely, to it. And I, I definitely. Think after being stalemated for so long yeah and, and it seems like you have well, we've, been we've fought it at th- in three different fronts exactly now at this point. So, so now being after being stalemated for mm-hmm. so long now you've got a nice positive flow yeah yeah yeah, I, I think that, and I can taste the frosting already. I think I see an end to this. Okay, okay. Yeah. frosting. Right. Do you see the light? At the end yeah, of the I do. <laughs> I just want to say, I think a lot of people would agree that competition brings out the best. Oh, in thank you. You hit the nail on the head. So yeah, I mean, right now all you see on grocery store shelves, besides, um, well, you, you don't see water 
toilet paper or hand sanitizer. Right, 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 right. What you do see is Antonin's oh, yeah. cakes and donuts. Cakes and cookies. Right. We were just at ShopRite earlier today. Right. And we were looking at all those baked goods. Yeah. But if you, I mean, if you really mm-hmm. get down to it, there's only about two or three. I mean, Antonin's sure. is the one that jumps yeah, the out. Yeah, the big corporations. Yeah. Right. You know. So, it, I, what I else mean, maybe, is out maybe there, it right? wouldn't be great for them in particular, mm-hmm. but for the consumers and for the home bakers that operate independently, it would be great to have that legalized, have people give people right. options on right. what they want. Because I don't know, I can't speak for everybody, but I know homemade is 99% of the time better than anything you're going to get. I absolutely. Store. agree. I agree 100%. You know, Consum- within reason. Consumers having a bigger, wider variety to choose from. Um, think about all of the ethnic um, options that you you don't get when you go to a shop, right? You know, things made yeah. like uh, with coquito, the Puerto Rican uh, eggnog, as they right, say. Right, things, right. things made uh, baked goods that are traditional in Romania, where Correct. I come from. Baked mm-hmm. goods that are traditional in Germany. You know, like and, and home bakers are are have been doing this for their entire right. life. They've like, got that nobody niche, makes it better than my grandma. Right, they've got yep. that niche item, that niche. Um, you know, position where where you can't get it at Shoprite. Like, great, you know, we're not trying to compete with Shoprite. We're never going to be able to no. compete with Shoprite. That's not the point. No, the point is that we have something that you can't get anywhere else, exactly. and we want to give the consumers the ability to go get that item. So you've you've touched on a couple different things here that um, with the big bakers, mm-hmm. like the the Entenmann's, the uh, Suzy Q's, mm-hmm. the Whatever, little Debbie. Little yeah, Debbie, yeah. thank sure. you, thank you. And, and trust me, I will eat a little Debbie. All right, any day. So, but maybe that's I, not what I want on Tuesday. Only when I don't have my mom's cupcakes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so we had uh, one of our uh, previous podcasts mm-hmm. uh, dealt with um, holistic nutrition. Yeah, and I it, heard it. It was really good. And it it it, it dealt with um, diets and foods and so how now how does home baking Mm -hmm. is there a way or has or have you even touched on it by trying or attempting or successfully uh baking something in a gluten-free uh texture or or cake or pot or dessert i'll tell you what i did a gluten-free cake um for a friend of mine's daughter one time i used uh, coconut to make the frosting and i and i I really had to do my research to figure out how to make this cake gluten-free. It was a successful cake, and they enjoyed it. No doubt it. in my mind. You know why? Because I know your research. But I will tell you, personally, my my preference is to uh, not get too much into the gluten-free allergen uh, department. I know it would house. only totally be on some special request yeah, exactly. that somebody special would come up request, to you and say, hey, um, That's not going to be my everyday Oh, item. no, absolutely not. I would I, be more I, than happy to, to accommodate and to work with that person for sure. Yeah. But you know what? There are other bakers out there in New Jersey that that is their, their specialty. Their that's their specialty. Their you can go to that baker and you know that anything you get from them. Now, is, is that a whole baker? Or yeah, yeah. That's a whole. So, that's yeah, because you know, maybe movement. that home baker is themselves gluten-free, gluten free, right? Exactly. So they're like, well, they've got lots of experience in it. it better, yeah. Sure, sure. So specialties, absolutely. Uh, people would be able to get a lot more variety of, and, and you know, widen the mm-hmm. availability of the allergen requirements and the, the gluten-free and whatever they want to, you know, it's all about customizing. And that's another great thing about the home bakers is that it's all about customizing. You go to the store, you get what you see. Yeah, right. When you get paid for what you get, and that's it. Or you go to another store and try to find what you really want. 
I mean, when you're dealing with a home baker, you can say, I want an upside down cupcake with, you know, cake pop sticking out the back. And and that's what you'll get. (laughs) Because she probably has made that and has been successful in making the upside down pineapple cupcake with the cup. With the uh, pop. No, uh, cupcake with the. With, with the, the cake pop sticking out. out. Yeah, yes. she has done that. Yes. 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 Right. Because she wouldn't have said it if she hadn't done yeah. it because you know it's like the triple Lindy. I'm not going to talk about it unless I've completed it. Right. You know. This, this is totally and utterly untrue. <laughs> I, have, I have never made that in my life, although that is the wackiest kind of thing I could think of, and I most likely will Fill be in details at 11 it. because you know that it's coming be down the pipe. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take, take a picture of that cupcake with the cake pop sticking out the back later today. <laughs> so we, we've been talking about all this, yeah. these sweets and, yeah, this, and this hungry. baking, and, and, and I'm, I'm sure a woman of your professionalism mm. and your creative mm. design and, and generosity and, well that too wow <laughs> you know i'm, I'm kind of like me up here build me up there, there are certain parts of my my you know taste buds that mm. are definitely starting to rock and roll a little bit yeah. here knowing that you know to my immediate left that there might be something that you might want us to you know that i might want to share that well, well let's thank see. You. What, what do I want to not share? a sample it's a donation it's it a is, donation it is absolutely made in my home kitchen i'll tell you that uh okay. last night and waiting for you. It's a butterscotch cupcakes with butterscotch frosting with a little bit of butter shots mixed into the... So we are going boozed infused right now. You know what? I would say this is a light boozy. That's fine. That's fine because... But yeah, I love to to add alcohol. As you know, in the past when I brought stuff uh, for us to share. Right, right. It it has... (laughs) You know, there's a, a... Everybody's From got their, Z, everybody's you know. got their flavor. You yeah. you either have your you know boost infused mm-hmm. or your sober sweets. Uh, it doesn't matter. Everybody's got their flavor. I definitely you like can, my boost infused. You can, you, you can walk the line. With the you liquor know, can, choices yeah. out there now, I mean, you got strawberry vodka and this and that and the other. Oh my gosh, it, yes. it is fantastic. So feel free to grab. It's bite. a great way to get a handle over all that sugar. Please take one. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Let's see. Don't mind if I do. All right. Because and Elizabeth always throws these little like she doesn't just like. It's uh, got to look good. It's got to look good. The piping and the decoration. The, the, the attention to detail that went into right, this. Right, that meticulous nature. Yes. Um, that to, artists. I'm about to dive have, in. And a lot of homebaker are just that. They are artists. Uh, and, all participants are over the age of 21. <laughs> or double. <laughs> wow. Wow, really? Hey, 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 I'm getting close to 46. <laughs> what are you thinking? I, I taste the butterscotch. I don't taste the butter shot. Okay. We, should we order some shots? To, are we gonna... you, can, you can drizzle it with some more shots okay. if you like. Like I said, this is well, the low level low, infusion. Well, she went low level with it. The low level. I appreciate it. I do have Otherwise, it would be soggy <laughs> and, uh, you know, dripping, which I have done. <laughs> now, I've asked Elizabeth a million times, how do you keep the cake, the cake portion of the cupcake, so soft and so moist? Would you believe she never told me? And I don't want her to tell me. It's a proprietary I, I, secret. It is a proprietary secret. You know, secret. as They're, with most bakers, they, they keep their recipes and their secrets uh, close mm-hmm. and, and tight. But I will give you a tip if you like. And a, t- a great tip for anyone making cupcakes in general is to watch the amount of time your cupcakes are in the oven. Okay. That direction, the the recipe that you're following, or the directions on the box you're going with, or whatever recipe you're dealing with, who your grandma gave you, or whatever, um, that time is probably the max time you want to keep them in there, not the optimum 
time. You want to keep them in there. So is it true that they keep cooking after you take they, them out? They will. They, they will. They keep cooking, yeah, so. especially if you keep them in the About pan. About how long? Right? So I usually have my, my tests. I'll tap the oven. If the top is jiggling, don't bother. Okay. All right, that'll be the first thing. Turn the oven light on so you can see. Tap the oven. If the top is jiggling, they're not ready. Right? Okay. Okay, so that's number one. Once the, you tap the oven and the, the hop is not jiggling, then you can open the oven and take a toothpick and try it. Now, the toothpick trick, a lot of people don't really know how to gauge that. So you'll stick the toothpick in and you'll pull it out and it'll be absolutely clean. Too far. You've mm. gone too far. Oh, really? Yes. You want just yes. a little bit of smudge on so, it? So you don't want, you don't want fudgy <laughs> texture on your toothpick because they're not ready. You don't want a clean toothpick. What you want is crumble. You want a few crumbles on that toothpick. If you have uh, gooey, gooey, gooey stuff on your toothpick, too early. Too early. Too early. If you have a few uh, gentle crumbs on there, you're good to go. Have you if got it, that? If the toothpick is clean, you've gone business, too right? far. <laughs> <laughs> so those are some tips. We Definitely. When, when you take that. Medium rare cupcakes. Yeah, we don't need medium <laughs> rare. And we don't need well done because the well done is not going to, uh, it's going to be dry immediately it's going to be dry so that is the probably the best tip i can give anyone making cupcakes in general any recipe um it's a general thing you can take the cupcakes out at the right time and you will have more moist cupcakes than you've had in, in you know, i think prior any any baking advice you give should be followed because no. <laughs> thank you so, thank you thank you so um on top of that i brought you guys some cake pops Jeez. to take home you don't what? have to try them here. You can give them to a, a friend, a Diabetic loved one. Oh, there we go. Thank you. And I am Diabetes working, 101. <laughs> I am working on a cake right now for a friend. Okay. And I uh, will get back to it after this. All right. But I gave you frosting each uh, a frosting sample of what I have in my mixer back blind? home. Oh, you should have oh, this told us. You should have, we should have done the blind taste. This, this is, is this cut? I don't want to know. know what is from where. I no, no, no. I'm, I think she's... Well, so the cupcakes, if you want to do a blind test, each of those cupcakes are, are cake pops are a different flavor. Okay. In your bag. Whenever you want, take a bite. Try to think about what flavor that feels, you know, like it is. Okay. Um, and then test yourself. You look on the back of the, at the bottom of the little white wrapper. It'll say what it is. Okay. All right. So a little fun Wait. thing. All right. You got this organized. Meticulous. So, I know. <laughs> Thank you. Over the top. No, never over the top. <laughs> now this. Just, just right. This here is canned frosting. So at if you like oh, you should have said that. That's, that's what I meant. Uh, oh, okay. I wanted this to be in the You know, I should, I should have, I should have not told strawberry. you. Oh. It's raspberry. Okay. Yeah. But Very it's, good. it's a little light pink. It's not sweet. I don't like my frosting sweet, so you're going to get that's the like flavor sweet. coming in later. You're going to initially not really taste it, and then it's going to build. Yep. Yeah. And it's the flavor is gonna. I'm almost afraid to taste. I'm almost afraid to taste. I know. Maybe I we should have this on I don't want that shock of sugar cane running yeah. through my. Well, so you're you're not you're not uh, you don't have to syrup. taste it. But yes, the the frostings out of the can anyway. are. Um, it's frosting. Yeah, it's gonna be good anyway. Are are definitely not made with real butter. Number I was one. Saying, that was so creamy. That right. yeah. the the real butter. So we were looking at some cupcakes this morning on Choprite. We were very curious to see the ingredients, and I could not find butter on the list. It's which there's even, no there's miles it's apart. So yeah, it's almost the texture. Like, feel the, the you feel the, the grittiness? texture, the sugar, the grittiness exactly, yeah. and it's yeah. and it's um Thank you. it's actually got a point of. Yuckiness. Aww. 
I'm sorry yeah. to have put you through that. <laughs> I should have uh, maybe had the other one first. But anyhow, so yeah, just a little taste test so you oh, get no, an idea of how phenomenal and fantastic. What the difference between a home baked good is and a store bought or a shelf item. Well, you know what it is. This though. is something I could support. Absolutely. Cool, cool. I'm glad to <laughs> and hear it's that. so unfortunate that the big corporations definitely have to do what they have to do to put um, the preservative and everything. Right. I know there's a. Um, there are shelf-stable methods to do things that we imagine, do. Imagine, if, yeah, imagine if you could get your frosting from the person that lived next door. You, you wouldn't yeah. have to. There would be no preservatives. So know, with like, the stores, they need to mass produce, right? Exactly. So there is no way to mass produce the quality that you will find in exactly. a small production line, mm-hmm. which is your home baker. The home baker will probably make two dozen cupcakes and will spend their hours focusing on the perfection of those two dozen cupcakes. Absolutely. Well, of course, the things that we see in the supermarket are assembly line. They're they're mass produced. There's yeah. no time. There's no detail. There's no, you know, no extra secret things that they, they put time into to make that perfect. A little extra syrup or a I'd little extra this or... How I much said time that there's, sitting there's less secrets in it because yeah. they're all making the same thing, right? The same, right, exactly. The same ingredients, yeah. the same enriched flour, and yes. all this stuff. Yes. I mean, it's just absolutely. There's yeah. no, there's no substituting homemade anything. Thank now, you if, for giving me a chance to to bring you guys some stuff. To no, taste. thank you for bringing it. We don't even, you know, it's not even the fact of the opportunity <laughs> to bring it. We just thank you for bringing it. Period. I love sharing my baked goods, as you well know. Now, if somebody listening to this would want to provide a donation to you to facilitate um, Me personally an event. or yes. the, the Home Bakers Association? Either or. Oh, or okay. yourself. You know, like say somebody If you wanted, wanted to, to make some new friends and bake a cake for their party, oh, okay. how, how could someone listening to this go about finding you? Mm, no, they couldn't because I don't have a website and I will not have a website until this is legal. Okay. As okay. as uh, disciplined and as regulated as my life has been totally thus far, I refuse to, you know, uh, extend the options out there. However, very soon, I am working on a website. I will have a website where you can go and see all of the things that I've done in the past for friends and family and things that I've created. Okay, so you put stuff up from, from past events. Yes, yes. Okay. The, the things I've done in the past, I take pictures of and I will put those on to, so you can see uh, what I am capable of, in other words. And then there will be an ordering section where you can decide, and I'm, I would like to really make like a build your own cake, build your own price. Right. Okay. I'm not a haggler. I'm the worst haggler ever. <laughs> and I hate having to haggle for anything i want that price at the end of the line to be the price i pay so that's my future uh you know thing that i'm going to do for my website i Mm -hmm. I want you to build your own cake with whatever you like everything will have a price associated with it and on that bottom line that's your bottom line awesome don't try to call me and haggle with me don't try what you get (laughs) exactly if that's too much money then you better start taking those flowers off the cake and stuff (laughs) Right, go to buttercream instead of fondant. Those are all; those are your choices, <laughs> Mr. Consumer. You enjoy accommodating. Yeah, so, there you go. Exactly, because well, if it was up to me, I would give everybody a free cake, and oh, then, you know yeah. that's that's not within my income range. <laughs> free cake in every pantry. I like that. Oh gosh, you're starting to sound like Bernie Sanders. It would, it would say, I mean, just because I can't say no to friends and family, you know, like I feel really bad. I do my yeah. best to accommodate as best I can, but. You know, it's coming out of my pocket, those ingredients. So, so, <laughs> so, sorry. so that is awesome. And I'm so yes. glad that you've, you've spearheaded that 
that movement, that group. Thank you. Um, to get hopefully maybe something moving along yeah. so you can start doing your home baking and Absolutely. maybe start to receive some type of a profit. For oh, it. Yeah. The, the, and- the, recognition that you deserve you and your your friends thank you thank you you guys deserve it i mean honestly this is just common sense at this point and it's it's sad that you have people actually opposing what you're trying to do that they're very far and few between but in 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 the right um job or in the right position to actually stop us you know yep but exactly. The, the usual, the public is very supportive, and we've we've even gone out and seen what we wanted to know for ourselves. Does the public support this idea? And we've gone out and done petitions, and we have massive, massive support from you the guys. Public. Walk the walk, yeah, and and definitely, still, yeah, we we've just people, tasted the talk. So yeah. the, the proof is in the frosting. Exactly, yeah, the proof. <laughs> At this point, <laughs> absolutely, this point, it really should be any day for you guys. So, I, 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 I really I think hope it is. any, so any day, uh, any month. I want to thank uh, my fellow hobby baker association gals. Uh, we got Martha Rabello and Jennifer Marish, Heather Asinski, um, and uh, how could I forget Mandy Corston. Uh, she is an amazing, amazing writer, and she does a lot of our, um, me- not media, but a lot of our written work that we put out to people, uh, a lot of our literature and, literature and, and, and advertising. And yes, and, and Martha is amazing with uh, digital uh, marketing right and on. does all of our you know headline uh, visuals and all of that, and and Jen is, oh my God, she is an absolutely great public speaker, and she does a lot of our public speech. She was on News 5 with me. Okay. Jennifer Marie. Oh, that was and the young lady on News 5 yes, with you. Okay. Yes, Oh my God, she's so amazing with her cookies. Her cookies are immaculate, <laughs> beautiful creations of art, which I, I don't do cookies, so I'm like, whoa. So, <laughs> so shout out. You know, shout out to all the Hobby Bakers girls Association. And uh, all the supporters uh, for the Hobby Bakers Association. And if it wasn't for the supporters, you wouldn't have. They come out to Trenton, and, and you know, they create the big rallies, and and they are following us on Facebook and, and giving us that confidence and that push and that support. It's it's Women's History Month. Support it really these is. women. Yes. These women are making history. Right. And I'm not going to say that all of the home bakers are women because they're not. However, they, the majority, the majority are. And um, we, we welcome um, male home bakers to join in on the fun. Absolutely. We have plenty of them. And... We are definitely uh, the majority is definitely women. However, yes, so women's women's month. We're talking about being in the military and baking, right? So well, like they're like <laughs> this, is just, this is just your life. Yeah, exactly. Yes, being a woman, being in the military, having children, having a husband, paying the bills. Trying to make a little extra money on the side as a hobby baker, taking care of yourself, doing those stress-relieving things like the art and and other hobbies. Exactly. And not driving yourself crazy. No. Would you say you like baking or decorating more? I still like decorating more. Okay. It's the hard part. Yeah. But you know what's funny is I started by not caring what my cakes taste like. It turns out, (laughs) it turns out my cakes are actually good. The cake has to taste as good as it looks. But uh, as I went along, people were telling me like, this cake is better than anything I've ever had and this and that. And I'm like, huh, that's that's funny because, you know. I was, a, I was a newbie at cooking, and I was like, oh. and, I, and it's only gotten better, so. You eat with your eyes first, yeah. so when they see a beautifully decorated cake, absolutely. they're already in the mood. They, okay. They're already, gotcha. yeah, right, absolutely. And then, like you said, the proof is in the frosting, and when you taste into it, and that's so Exactly. I might just get, I might ask you just for a whole can of that as, okay. a, don- as a donation. All right, we'll, we'll work it out. <laughs> we'll work it out. 
I will donate and donate. You, you can, uh, yeah. you can have all of those cupcakes that are left over too. For sure. I just might. Thank you. So you know, being in the military, yes. You know, we have to be adapted. We have to be able to be. Uh, we have to allow ourselves that time to be able to turn a corner and then if we're faced with something else. Yeah. So we're going to kind of go back sure. just yeah. a little bit and we're going to give you a little bit of rock, rapid fire right now. Sure, back sure. to your military days. Okay. So uh, first deployment. OAF-3, Iraq. I was an E-4 and uh, we were in Kuwait for a while. Then we went to Iraq. We were in the desert, convoyed from Kuwait to Iraq. Um had a great group of people that I worked with. I was a radio operator at the time and um, learned a lot of things and met a lot of awesome people. Cool. Got back safely. What can I say? It was a, as, as nobody wants to be deployed, but all in all, it was a good experience. Awesome. What's your uh, favorite country visited? Romania, of course. <laughs> back to the homeland. Back to the homeland. Gotta love it. I might go back next year and bring the children this time. All right. Aside from Romania. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Italy. Uh, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> Aside from Romania, mm-hmm. the best food you had from a foreign country. Oh, uh, gosh. <laughs> I was just recently at Afghan Kebab outside of Fort Dix. That's... I know. Come on. No, dude, it was so good. <laughs> but no, I'm talking about the best food like you've had from another country. Like okay, the country uh, you've been in, aside from Romania. Oh, like, okay. Have you been in another European... Sure, sure. Um, so when I went to Italy to visit my cousin in Bologna... Um, I had amazing bologna. Duck. Oh, duck. Oh, okay. Duck. Okay. So Italian, Italy, yeah. and duck. Yeah, I, I, I thought duck was like a French thing, but <laughs> it was a high class restaurant. Anything they made was probably just as amazing. But I had the duck, and right. it was it was beautiful. All right. And our last question: Hot chow or hot shower? Hot what? Hot chow or hot shower? Hot chow. <laughs> what? This belly's got to eat. I'll, 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 you just slap I've on another layer sex. of deodorant? <laughs> no, but I mean, wait, wait, wait. But uh, you did not say no shower. It I, could be a cold shower. Well, no, I said a hot shower. Oh, she did, I mean. Hot shower over well, she, a cold did, shower. That is a hole. Hot shower. She poked a hole. Yeah, she, she poked a hole in it. But I mean, if you had to think about it in a rapid fire thing, you want hot shower or a hot shower? No shower. I'll, I'll take no shower over food. Yeah. Any day. Just slap another layer yeah. of deodorant yeah. on it and call it a day? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I got to eat, right? I got to oh, eat. Most like definitely. Like the, the whole thing, everybody's buying toilet paper. I'm like, I'm I buy, bought I'm, food. I'm buying food. Yeah. yeah. My girl. Yeah. Elizabeth. We'll, we'll, we'll CB. figure the other side of the house out. <laughs> CB, thank you so much. Oh, thanks, guys. For spending the time to, uh, you know, enlighten people on, on events and and, and um. I'm sure experiences. Not, a lot of people, not a lot of people knew about this, the the ongoing legal oh, yeah. many uh, people think it's, adventure uh, that this no, is from. No, no, many people don't even know that there's a ban yeah. against it. They, they're, like, totally surprised when they find out. Oh, like I was. It's just, yeah. it's just common sense, but yeah. it's unfortunate that you guys have to go through this. But I'm sure, I mean, history is going to remember you guys. I know that for a fact. So. Yeah. But a whole lot of awesomeness built up in that body of yours, kids. Thank you very much. Peach? Um... I have nothing to add other than thank you. I mean, he said it best. Just thank you. Thank, thank you. For taking the time. And go, go army and go home bakers. Hey, all I, all I have to say is thank you for continuing, continuously doing what you do on the daily. So it gives us the opportunity to continue what we do. Appreciate really appreciate it. it, kid. You're, you're awesome and you're I'm a, phenomenal. I'm a lifer. <laughs> thank you so much. And if you would like more information on the Home Bakers Association, you can find them on Facebook at NJ Home Baker Association. 
And if you're a hobby baker interested in sharing your pictures and tips on baking or getting advice on baking, their spinoff page is also on Facebook at New Jersey Hobby Bakers, spelled out in full. That's New Jersey Hobby Bakers. And again, thank you so much, Elizabeth, Paige, everybody. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. And we'll talk to you soon.